car theft is on the rise. In America, a car is stolen every 12 seconds. What can you do to protect your car? An expensive car alarm system won't protect your car from being stolen. The club won't protect the valuables inside your car. But a big black guy named Ben can. Get away from the car, motherfucker. For less than you'd pay for an expensive car alarm system, and even less than you'd pay for the club, you can get a big black guy named Ben to protect your automobile. Get away from the car, motherfucker. It's simple to use. Just leave the big black guy named Ben in your car whenever you get out, and he does the rest. Whenever anyone gets within six feet of your car, Ben simply gets out of the car and tells them... Get away from the car, motherfucker. Listen to these testimonials from people who use a big black guy named Ben. It's always nice to have someone to ride with, although he really doesn't say much, just... Get away from the car, motherfucker. That's about it. I didn't get a big black guy named Ben to chat with. I got him to protect my car. It's the best investment I've ever made. My neighborhood isn't that great. There have been a lot of car thefts. I can't tell you how many times I've heard... Get away from the car, motherfucker. Knowing that I've got a big black guy named Ben protecting my car lets me sleep better at night. Call now, 1-800-1-BIG-GUY. That's 1-800-1-B-I-G-G-U-I. And instead of hearing this, you'll hear this. Get away from the car, motherfucker. Uh-oh, it's Boca Brit, and this is the Britney Summers Show. Touch me on. 
penis? I have no penis. <laughs> You're getting into my hair. probably questioning why I open with that song and the answer is I like it it's cute you like it yeah I like it 95.396.9103.9-1470-WWNN welcome everyone to another fine edition of the Brit Summer Show broadcasting live from the precipice of democracy's demise I want to start off by issuing a correction or I screwed up. I made a mistake, which you'll rarely hear from corporate types and right-wingers. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about the cut-and-paste bounty on women's heads or anybody else's heads. Uh, Texas law that was filed here, HB 167, by Webster Barnaby, not to be confused with Barnaby Jones who hails from Birmingham, England, by the way. He's not even from here. And I said he was a congressman from District 27, but I was using a Senate map. Don't! Yeah, I screwed up. The Senatorial District 27 is Kendall. He's just a rep, so uh, he's from Congressional District 27, Volusia County. Now, the reason I'm bringing that up is because it makes more sense than South Miami. Volusia County also hosts none other than the villages. White There you go, White Pound. Yeah, the villages, which is a repository for retired Nazis or escaped Nazis or the ones that successfully evaded. Simon Wiesenthal. They're just a uh, crackers and Nazis in the villages. So he's perfect. Webster Barnaby, even though he's not from this country. Perfect. <laughs> but again, I, I correct myself because this show is about the truth. I don't want you to have the correct facts. And I was wrong about that. It is not Kendall. It is Volusia County, which is... <laughs> It's funny, we got the retired Jews down here, and the retired Nazis who persecuted them are all in uh, Central Florida. But they've got a voting block, ladies and gentlemen, of 150,000 strong. And that means Florida will continue to be the reddest of red states. I want to welcome everyone in the state of Virginia <laughs> to Florida. Why? Because you're going to be just like us now. Aren't you glad? Yeah. Now you've got the former CEO of the Carlisle Group. Yeah. The Carlisle Group. The venture capitalists that provides the service of buying up companies and shipping all the jobs overseas. Now you've got the CEO of Carlisle Group running your state, Virginia. And granted, 
McAuliffe hardly excites the bays. And if there's any lesson, there's two lessons to be learned from what happened this past election. DNC's got to learn real fast. You can't run old school DLC dynasty. Those are the pro-corporate right of centers, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, all the way down the dynasty. And McAuliffe was part of that. Was he a bad governor the first time around? Yeah, he's okay. But they got some weird law there. To, you can only run one term at a time, but you can run the next time. But the best that the DNC could offer was Terry McAuliffe. How many times has the Democratic Party said, we got this. Don't worry about a thing. And they said, we got this in Virginia because they had a very weak primary. Nobody showed up to vote. And I'm certain that the old school DLCers were happy about that because Northam did a fairly good job as governor and they figured it was, we got this. It's a shoe in. And Phil Murphy in Jersey, that surprised me because other than the uh, outrageous tax rates, Jersey's fine. I mean, he's been a good governor. He's well-liked in Jersey. That blew my mind. It's like his challenger was basically unknown. But that leads me to the number one reason that what we're facing down the road is more defeats. And they don't want to face the reality. They don't want to face the real facts of why we're going to have a disastrous midterm. And I'm, I'm not just predicting it. I'm telling you why. You just saw it happen. And I'm using Jersey as the prime example because Murphy is a good candidate. He's a good politician. He was an adequate governor. He was better than uh, Christie. And I was just there. Now, Jersey was fine. I mean, was, I mean, they did a hell of a job there per last week's show. But how could a, uh, I guess, semi-popular governor, Phil Murphy, how could he have such a hard time winning a re-election against a relatively unknown? How does that happen? Well, it's the same way it's going to happen on our midterms. I hate to say it. Oh, I hate that. You know why? Because uh, I get all kinds of... Uh, Negative reactions when I mention this, but it's it's the absolute truth. And if the Democratic Party doesn't recognize this right away, <laughs> because we're running out of time here, we're going to lose everything in 22. Everything, not just Florida. It's all going to go to hell. And here's the reason why. Because I've been hearing all of the pundits and all this, uh, analyzing that and reanalyzing this and diagnosing this. Here's the answer that everybody needs to hear. I can answer all your questions with just two words. Media infrastructure. And you can't complain about the Democrats' media infrastructure because we ain't got none. Oh, you're not going to talk about that again? No, no, it's irrelevant, irrelevant. I'll say it again. The retrumplicans who don't believe in science have made a science out of media infrastructure. It is an exacting science. And it works. Oh, baby, does it work. They have taken an imaginary issue, CRT, Critical race theory. This is what got uh, Trumpkin in in Virginia. He campaigned on pretty much just on this. The critical race theory. Here's what 
our media, the uh, CNN and MSNBC and all the pundits, they talk, they break it down that it's this and it's that and it's about the black race theory and all that. What it really is, is a ghost. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist anywhere. And they're not saying that on MSNBC and CNN. Nah, they're re-examining it and taking it down level by level and explaining it. No, it, 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 it doesn't exist. Unless you're in law school. That's the only school that teaches CRT. And I don't mean cathode ray tube. Tube! Notice, critical race theory has been turned into... It's, they know it doesn't exist in schools, but they've turned it into a race issue. It's all about white supremacy. And it's working. It's working, ladies and gentlemen, and not just with Republicans, with Democrats too. And here's why. Because political engagement really isn't all that prevalent throughout the uh, Democratic Party. And I'll, I'll explain. Those of you listening to this show right now, if you listen to... Tom Hartman or Randy Rhodes or Nicole Sandler, any of these progressive political commentary shows, or if you read publications, you know, Times, Post, whatever it is, great, but we're a very small sliver. We're a very small segment of the population. The predominant attitude among the American population, and I'm saying I'm pretty much in each party, because there's Republicans that don't know, they don't want to know. They just don't want to know. People aren't concerned. Well, if you get a message out there and repeat it everywhere, everywhere, over and over and over again, if you get a message out there, it's bound to seep through that crack with people who don't generally pay attention to politics. You know, the ones who say, oh, they're all the same. Oh, they're all a bunch of crooks. Oh, they all do this. Politics is boring. The ones who say that. This is what's going to happen. And the Retrumplicans have seized upon this golden opportunity. And it's working. Oh, it's working so well. But don't tell the Democrats don't want to know. We don't want to know. Media communications. Oh, who cares about that? Uh, AM radio. <clears throat> They've bought thousands of AM radios. Why? Why do you think they did that? Because no one listens to the radio? Anybody who says that? Nobody listens to the radio anymore. It's just you. It's a very vapid reaction to when I ever bring up uh, radio broadcasting. It's still there. In an enormous way, but not in a way that you, you used to think of it. Radio used to be entertaining, it used to be fun, you used to have contests and all this stuff. And yeah, you had the right-wingers and you had the left-wingers on. You had both, you had everything. Not anymore. It's one voice, one message. Well, let, let, let me be more specific. It's three voices between 12 and 6. <laughs> and then 8 there may be another voice and then simulcast from Fox News and then all rerun over the weekend over and over and over again. It's the messaging, the messaging. Now, everybody's going to point out, yeah, but they, they, uh, we have online. Yeah, online's okay. But again, that is very selective. Everybody has tailored what they get on their phones or their computers 
to what they want to see. So what do they do? They use hooks online. They get a way to hook you into looking at a certain Facebook page or a uh, or I should say murder page. Uh, or they hook you into clicking on a link into one of their uh, dark web sites or, or whatever it is. Th- that's how they do it on there. But you don't have to. That's the thing about the argument with the Internet. Uh, oh, they're using it to manipulate and using it. No, only if you want to. You don't have to. It's easy to ignore. It's only people that get off on that sort of thing. And it just so happens it's uh, the uh, hard-up trump But they've been successful with recruiting and radicalizing online. But where do they close the deal? Where does that get closed? Through radio. Through Fox News and radio. Ask yourself this. Why are the same primetime hosts that are on Fox News at night on the following daytime uh, between 12 and 6 on radio stations? If nobody's listening, why are they on there at night? The same three voices. Hannity, Tucker, Ingram, Ingraham, or whatever the hell her name is. The drunk woman. Oh yeah, and they've got, uh, I think he's at night. Mokwavin. But I'm talking about why would they have the same three primetime hosts on Fox News at nighttime? Ask yourself why they have to be on the next day and then the next night. It's all about repetition. And then they rerun those shows over the weekend. And what do we got, ladies and gentlemen? What do we have, the Democrats? What do we have? Absolutely nothing. Uh, what, do we, what do I get? I get pushback. Oh, you're crazy. Oh, nobody's going to listen to it. Oh, nobody pays attention to that. <clears throat> I can tell you right now, we have these midterms coming up. I'm going to share this with the audience because I didn't say anything. I've been working on coming up with, you know, you've heard the PSA for the rideshare to vote. I worked with them for free because I want to help. And they were very happy and, uh, you know, Wherever they run them, they run them. I'm running them on here. But I want to do PSAs regarding the new voting laws, the new anti-voting rules. And uh, I haven't had any, nobody's gotten back to me. And I can just go ahead and do it, but it wouldn't be accurate. So I wouldn't dare do it that way. I want to pre-write the copy and get it authorized by the supervisor of elections. But nobody takes broadcasting seriously in the Democratic Party. They think it's a joke. Well, how funny was it in Virginia? Because that's what it was. Yeah, critical race theory, yeah. imaginary issue. But they took an imaginary issue and turned it into a reality. That's the art. That's the theater of it all. And they're masters at it. Masters at it. And all we can do is ignore and avoid. And who do you think pays for that? All of the big money supporters. We've got big money supporters. Do we get a check from them? No. And the stupid-ass right-wingers always say, Well, George Soros, George Soros, and I'll say it again. Nobody's heard from that guy. I'm speaking from a broadcast perspective. Nobody's heard from him. And he could buy up a uh, 100 FM radio stations right now because they sell really cheap. Yeah, a million or two million still in a major market. That's, that's cheap for an FM radio station. Can we get them? Can we buy those? Sure. 
Can we start up? Never mind. Please don't bring up Air America, a poorly managed and ill-conceived idea. But a nice idea, but the, I mean, it was noble enough, but they did everything. Everything was done wrong. Why can't we just have a well-managed, well-programmed, well-imaged broadcast media infrastructure nationally and by the state? Why can't that happen, Democrats? Why? Because nobody listens to that anymore. Take a look at Virginia and New Jersey last week. Take a good hard look at that and come back to me later and say, Nobody listens to that anymore. You ain't everybody, okay? It's there. The lies are being pumped out day by day, night by night, by flamethrowers across this country, and there's not a town you can drive your car through where you, it sounds like the station doesn't change. I mean, years ago, it used to be fun. You could drive town to town. You could hear the different radio stations, different towns, you know, the different things they do. I, I used to like doing that. When the uh, internet first uh, got popular, I, that was what I was doing. I was tuning in a station. Bob Wolf, who had a great show, he's retired now. Why not? There's nothing left to do. But he was affiliated with the ABC Satellite Radio Network, and he got word of me and uh, was uh, supplying some comedy material to his show. And that was Pix 106 in Sarasota Springs, New York. And it was a great show. But uh, and, and I would tune in online. It was fun. You could do that. Do that now. I mean, aside from music, talk shows, go station to station throughout your state, your city, uh, the country. Check a look online. It's all, it'll say news talk or something like that. And what that means is right-wing hatred. That's all that's on the air. All you get is hate you won't hear me i don't care you won't hear me i don't care you say you want more women listening to your show if you want us there's one thing you ought to know put some music on to soothe up The Bridge Zomer Show. You talk about opposite worlds. And and from the north to the south, to the deep south, to the uncircumcised tip of the nation's penis, which is where I am, uh, it's a completely opposite place. <laughs> I mean, like I was telling you last week about my trip to New York. Yeah, we got carded at restaurants and fine. Uh, and uh, everybody 
Well, except in the grocery stores. That was interesting. But everybody on the street, everywhere you went, uh, most people were wearing a mask. Still, even though their COVID rate is way, way down, almost non-existent there, they still do it because they want to keep it that way. Not like down here with this chinless maniac that they actually are, are, are <laughs> expecting to run for president in 24. Oh, boy. He's offering a $5,000 bonus. You probably heard this already. To uh, any cop that got fired or quit over getting vaccinated. Well, then anybody that stupid, you're perfectly welcome here in Florida. Come on down, as Jim Dooley used to say. And it's funny, nobody knows who Jim Dooley is. He was a sports announcer. (laughs) And when I was a kid growing up, we used to see the commercials in New York for people to come to Florida. And it was Jim Dooley. And he was famous for saying, come on down to Florida. It's paradise. (laughs) Yeah. You know when it was paradise? Like uh, in in the 50s, 60s, and early 70s, when it was an adult paradise. That would have been fun. I mean, it was kind of like the Vegas East. Uh, we had all the top names coming here at the Jackie Gleason show. I mean, it, it was they were doing it. I mean, it was a party town. It was a cocktail type place. And uh, that, all, that all came to a stop. But if uh, you were over 21 and you wanted to have a party, you, you came down here. This was the place to do it. Of course, the people that used to do that now live in the Century Village or they live in uh, the villages if they made it that far. But now it's anything that's for the public good has been eliminated. Anything regarding health and hygiene, eliminated. You can be the filthiest pig in the world uh, or or a bum that made a good living up north but was asked to leave. Yes, that's what we get here. Uh, what we want you to do, Paulie, is uh, take a trip down to Florida and uh, never come back. And this maniac is giving bonuses to renegade cops who shouldn't be cops in the first place. So uh, don't you feel safe now, Florida? Huh? Huh? Oh, yeah. You know who's happy about this? <clears throat> the Cuban population. Not all of them. Not all of them. I know I'm painting with a broad brush, but that's okay when you're abroad. <laughs> One of my best friends was Cuban, George Rodriguez. Hey, I know how that sounds. One of my best friends was Cuban, but I, I knew him for a quarter century. So I got a pretty good idea of what's going on with the Cuban community because... He was actually born in Cuba, not one of these poses that are born here and say, I am a Cuban. No, he was born in Cuba and his family had property there. They were relatively successful. And then when Castro came in, they seized all the property and everything. And then they had to go on a freedom flight and uh, the rest is uh, there he is. But now because of the hate radio down there, the the Spanish speaking hate talk, uh, they have convinced a goodly amount, a, a, a wide swath, I like that word, swath, of the, the Cuban population. Well, Trump wasn't bad at all. He, he's going to be just like, uh, what do you think he's going to be like, Castro or Batista? Because 
You just can't make up your minds. Batista was a corrupt, mobbed up criminal. He was no good at all. But, but, if you played your cards right, Batista left you alone. On the other hand, they had a coup. Yeah, a coup coup, coup, coup in 1959, and it got Castro, and everybody lost. You all lose, because Castro came in there holding hands with Khrushchev. <clears throat> Russia. Sound familiar? Like Trump holds hands with Putin. And, and who are they going for? <laughs> the, the very same type of a Castro, except Castro was highly educated, as opposed to Trump. So now they're leaning towards DeSantis, which kind of sounds Hispanic, but he's a I, I, he sure doesn't seem Italian to me. It's an Italian surname. But it, it's close enough to be Spanish for them. Anything with a kind of Latinesque type of surname, they're good with that. And let me tell you why I'm getting, uh, I'm going here. There is a bill that's currently flying through the Florida legislature. I think it's being voted on by the Senate and it will be signed into law. Bill number 268. It was sponsored by Manny Diaz, not to be confused with the Florida Democratic Party chairman, Manny Diaz. You see, for my out-of-state listeners, in Miami, everybody's named Manny Diaz. <laughs> now, this Manny Diaz uh, is representative for the Hialeah section of Miami. <laughs> That's where they have the uh, cockfights. That's what Hialeah gives you. It used to be a racetrack. I don't know if it's still there or not. But, well, that was it. It was a racetrack, strip joints, and cockfights. That's Hialeah. Well, this guy, Representative Manny Diaz. <laughs> oh. He filed this bill called, ready for this? <laughs> Victims of Communism Day. Yeah. Victims of Communism Day. Not victims of insurrection. Not victims of fascism. No, we can't have that. No, it is Victims of Communism Day. What he wants is he wants this attitude. School curriculum. It doesn't say which school. It doesn't say elementary, high school, or college. It just says attitude to schools curriculum. He wants public schools to teach a class called Victims of the Communist Party. Okay, Manny, we get it. You're, you're Cuban. Well, good for you. Uh, okay. Yeah, Castro bad. Communista! Communista! <laughs> Victims of Communism. Hey, Manny. Yeah, come a little closer. I just got a question for you, Manny. Did you ever shop at Walmart? Oh, well, something you may not know. You're contributing to a communist proletariat. Oh, yes, you are. Not to mention an authoritarian regime. Oh, because communism to most of the Cuban population only exists on Gilligan's Island. Nowhere else. There's no more communism anywhere. Only on that little tiny island <clears throat> 90 miles away from us. That was it. Nobody else had communism. Just Cuba. 
And I know the old, old Guayabara shirt wearing uh, Cubans are all upset still to this day about the 1961 Bay of Pigs. <laughs> they just don't get over it. And that's why they don't like Democrats. Kennedy was a Democrat. Communista! Isn't that right, Manny Diaz? Communista! Yes, I really would rather have a Cuban Buick with all-new Cuban engineering that converts a boat of a car into a boat. Arrive on shore luxuriously in a real Jew canoe with tail fins high enough to sail you across the lanes and into the sea as if it floats. Wouldn't you really rather have a Cuban? A Cuban 59 Buick Navigator 59 Buick that always was a We are the arrogant Cubans of Miami. When we don't get our way, we stamp our feet. <laughs> you will grant us our demands or we'll get angry. And resort to blocking traffic in the street. We know that Gilligan came from a bigger island. But we're the most important people in our minds. Alien! We unite and fight for Cuban causes On cue with the news, cameras red, flashing light Yes, we're the most important people in the universe at least as far north as the Miami-Dade County line. We're I love the way they like to play victim of communism when they never lived in Cuba. You know, they might have family there. And then, 
Obama opened up uh, Cuba to, to visit. They could visit their families, and they were pissed off about that. Then Trump comes in, closed off Cuba, and they get pissed off about that. There's no, you can't, uh, uh, you know. Listen, if I lived in Cuba, I'd beg for Batista to come back. You know, when he was in charge, it was the, the, the Paris of the, the Caribbean. It was beautiful. It was the destination, uh, vacation spot for, for everybody around the world up until 1959. So bad as Batista was, <clears throat> couldn't have been that bad. I mean, all the beautiful hotels that are still kind of standing, that's where they're from. All the uh, 1950s cars that they're driving down there, that's because Cadillac, Chrysler, uh, Ford, they all had their dealerships down there. It was a really thriving place. And Castro took it all down. But I guess they miss Castro now. Uh, I guess they're, they're going to have to go buy a, a Castro convertible because uh, they're, they're, they're crying to get Trump back. He's no better than Castro. Well, he's, he shaves, but that's, about, that's the only difference. And it just so happens that I found this audio of Neil Rogers and George going at it. And, and to my out-of-state listeners... Uh, uh, it's a long story, but he should have been nationally syndicated, Neil Rogers. When you hear the brilliance of this man and how funny he was, we were truly blessed to have him on the air for almost 30, well, over 30 years down here. And he was a uh, irreplaceable, brilliant, on-air personality. And back during the uh, Ilian days, and there was a documentary made about this, we had the Hardcore right Cuban stations down there going on, Ilian, Ilian, Ilian. and then during the uh, 2000 election, and Neil Rogers was our recourse. He was the voice of reason against the communista, communista stuff. Uh, and of course, George, being Cuban, him and <laughs> him and he would go off on it now and then. Who else do the Cubans got? Desi Arnaz, fill in the rest of the blanks, okay? Ricardo Montalban, he ain't Cuban. We can't, oh, that's right, uh, what's his name? Consucco. They don't want to take credit for him, they're too embarrassed? How about Alex Rodriguez? Oh, he's from uh, La República Dominicana? Come on, there must be somebody else claim the fame there with the Cubans, huh? Come on, Cesar Romero, he wasn't Cuban. Cesar Romero was Cuban. All right! Oh. All right, Cesar Romero was Cuban. All right! Let's he also hear it. says, yes, you're a faggot. Oh, maricon? Did he say faggot or maricon? Oh, well, that's no good. Come on, let's get back to the Spanish. Okay, Metacon has got more of like a ring to it. We like that. Metacon, Metacon, Metacon. There you go. Practice. Practice makes perfect. And all those Cubans out there, they're practicing like on each other, which makes it perfect. So Cesar Romero was Juban? How do you like that? I didn't know he was Jewish. He was in show business. Barbara Eden, by the way, forgot this very important fact that we got here before we started this morning. Barbara Eden is Jewish. Let's hear it for Barbara. Okay, a Jewish genie in a bottle. Genie's coming to my house tomorrow, but I don't think my genie is Jewish. Where are we going? Let's go to uh, West Palm Beach. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing this morning? Okay. I, you I hear you talking about the, the Cubans and stuff like that. Cubans? Uh, I've, got a, I've got a good friend of mine, and uh, his wife just graduated from college. She became a school teacher up here in Palm Beach County. And uh, she has some close friends that are Cubans. Now, I, I don't have a problem with Cubans. They're, 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 you know, this couple, they're good people and everything. But the only problem I have is that... My partner and his wife are stuck with $40,000 worth of college loans that they have to pay back. Yeah. 
with the Cuban couple? Zero. We paid for it. Right. They get it for free. Yeah. I don't think that's fair. Do they speak English now? Yeah, they speak real well, good there English. there you go. So at least that we got our money's worth anyway. Yeah, we so did. So where can I get mine? Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to let you know about that. Keep up the good work. Okay, stay out of Loxahatchee, pal. Yeah, I will. Okay. Bye. I didn't There's know about a guy that, program. Will you stop? Stop with all your, your. When you get to do the show when I go on vacation, then you can do your professional Cuban show and work us well, down well, to about a point one. Money. Like that Generation Enye with a big. Oh! Sam okay. Duque says. Who? Sam Duque says Cesar Romero was Mexican. And I think he's right. Cesar Romero was not Cuban, okay? I think Sam is right. Cesar Romero was Cuban. Next thing they're going to be hey, telling us that goddamn Barry Goldwater was Cuban, too, wasn't he? Wasn't Barry Goldwater Cuban? No. Larry King, I think, is Cuban. No. Jerry Springer's Cuban. No. Neil Rogers is Cuban. No. Huh? That's the last I heard. Neil Rogers was the uh, most famous Cuban queen. That's what I heard. Uh -huh. There you go. Huh? Who else? How many other? Let's let's find out all the... Monica Lewinsky, she's Cuban. No. Yes, she is. Maybe it was a little... Uh, well, guacamole's not Cuban. Isn't that like Mexican? Guacamole? Other no, than black beans, it's other than black, from avocados, so other than be black a... beans and rice, is there anything? Uh, Why do you do that? You do, do that what? on purpose. You can't have lived here. That and those long. awful stale uh, Cuban medianoches, those sandwiches, those stale Rose sandwiches. Pork and palomilla steaks and the pork. Chicken. Yeah, that's you're right about that. The Cubans are definitely experts on pork. You know it. Neil, God. Oh, I miss them both. Miss Neil, but most of all, I miss George because him and I were very close for many, many years. And you may have noticed in that audio, uh, this. Oh! Those were drops that were made for Neil to use on tape carts by George. And when WIOD finally got a computer in the production studio, they, and I had to help with this transferred all the carts they could. It was, it was a long process. All of those drops were transferred into what was called a direct carting system. And when DAT machines came out, digital audio tape machines, George transferred the DCS files, all those drops, onto DAT tapes and handed them to me for safekeeping. So there you are. But no more memorials. I'm not going to do any memorials. No. No! And incidentally, they were both wrong about Cesar Romero. He was born in New York, but his nationality was Cuban, since his mother happened to be the daughter of Jose Marti, a.k.a. Radio Marti. So he was a New Yorker of Cuban descent. See? It's too late to correct them now. And there's been reports that uh, Cesar Romero had an affinity towards orange slices, uh, although uh, an argument could be made, it might have been tangerine slices. <laughs> There's an answer to that mystery that we'll never know. But it's hard to imagine this place down here where they, we had recourse on the radio. Right-wing hate, progressive thoughts, progressive ideas. It was all on the air down here up until 2010 when WINZ swished formats from uh, progressive talk to... Uh, Sports! And it was WINZ, which they've never settled on any kind of format ever up until then. First it was an oldie station, then it was an MOR station, then it was a contemporary station, and it went to talk. And then it became an oldie station again, and then it went to talk. 
They just couldn't make up their mind. I think they're still on air. I think it's a sports station, so I wouldn't know. Well, Sabado night around New Haven o'clock. I'll tell you where I'm gonna go. Cruising in my 80 Chevy lowrider truck to join the other Julios. I have cages in the back where I carry my cocks. You can hear them cock-a-doodle-doo. And if I kill one or kill them, all depends on if I win or lose. Sabado night at the cockfight. There's what gringos may be When you're subliterate and Latin Then barbaric is the way to be Well, there's Jorge and Rolando and Julio Whose cocks look pretty good In the arena you can see the pecorino rolls Growing stiff as a block of wood We use cock fighting as an alibi to cover what we do inside. Behind the curtain, all the macho guys are giving a wink to Hispanic brown eyes. Saturday night at the cock fights, who cares what gringos may be? When you're subliterate in Latin, then barbaric is the way to be. Saturday night at the cockfight Who cares what gringos may be When you're subliterate in Latin Then barbaric is the way to be So much for part one of the Brit Summer Show on WWNN. And while I'm at it, WWNN has a new show with uh, that's actually really pretty good. I mean, next to mine, it's really all they got on here. Uh, Mike Mayo, Jeff DeForest, and uh, somebody named Luby who's not even on the show. I don't know what they're doing. But uh, Monday through Friday, 12 to 1, is the Mike Mayo Lunchbox Show. It's a, it's a cute name. And I had, of course, the distinct honor of uh, doing the imaging and uh, intros for that show. It's, I gotta say, you know, Jeff, Jeff DeForest, who I used to do a lot of impressions about, but he goes way back with sports in this community, why, back to WIOD with uh, Jim Mandage. And he was, <laughs> maybe I'll play it later. One of my most famous comedy bits. Jimmy and Danny and Danny and Jimmy. When he's talking about food when he's out at a casino, he's actually a pretty fun guy. I mean, I've <laughs> never heard him outside. <laughs> I met him like twice back in the old days, but I never had a conversation with him or nothing. But when he, when you take him off the sports and the gambling, he does a pretty good show. Him and Mike Mayo. And who better than a guy with the name of Mayo uh, to do a, a show about food? And I've always said there should be. I mean, you know, well, there was many, many years ago. In the old, old WIOD, we had the Robert Tolf uh, restaurant show. It was Robert Tolf and Sandy Payton. <laughs> 610 WIOD, South Florida's Information and Sports Authority. And welcome back, everybody. I'm Sandy Payton, and we are delighted to have in the studio this morning the number one radio broadcaster in the country. And with those two, you could see how listenable it was. But Mayo's doing a good job. So everybody listening to this station right now, I urge you to tune in Monday through Friday, 12 to 1, 
to Mike Mayo's Lunchbox. I mean, if you're into food, if you like food, finally, there's, there's an informational program about something that everybody enjoys. I've always said there should be one, or if it's really well done, okay? Speaking of food, check it out. I, I mean, I, I was so ready to bash that thing, and when I heard it, hey, that sounds like a real radio show. Kudos. Good work. Damn it, that static you just heard was my 5G. The, uh... Crazy Trumplican right-wing QAnoners out there saying that 5G is a deep state that's uh, going to ruin your mind. With it. You know, all 5G does is put its RF frequency into your computer so it makes noise. So in that case, I'll have to say they're right. 5G sucks. And by the way, my coverage isn't any better than it was with 4G. It's, it, it was a sales marketing device. 5G does nothing except annoy you. So to everyone tuning in this week... Uh, Thank you, and I'll be back next week, right here, on 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470, WWNN. This is the WWN Network, WWNN. Remember to tune in for Mike Mayo's Lunchbox with Mike, Defoe, and Luby, a show about food and fun. Every afternoon, Monday through Friday from 12 to 1, right here on WWNN. You found the place for transubstantiation. The Brit Summers Show. the name to Alien Park. Exploitation is now down to a fine art. That's where the bucks are. You just head south on Lazaro Way until you see the human chain and giant water ride where you grab a tube or a raft. That's it, you're floating up to a democracy. Down, back south to Cuba. Down, underwater to drown and back around. Biggest park you've ever seen. Down people nature, all the toilets are clean. He'll sign his autograph like a big shot media star. And that'll park your car. It's all about how important you feel when the rest of the country thinks it's no big deal. For a calcitrant fun, go down to Alien Park. From the Roach Coach Band And rockin' music by Lost Van Dan Politicians grandstand Making their demands Under a commie flag At least they're honest when they proudly claim That Cubans made Miami what it is today A swarmy toilet that sucks They now call Alien Park Down in Alien Park Down in Alien Park Down in Alien Park You're listening to the Brit Summer Show on Skyhawk Radio, iTunes, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, SoFlo Channel, and Acast. 
And I went really long on the first half of the show, and I think you can understand why. So that cuts down on fun time this week. But we can have a little bit. I'm going to try to shoehorn it in. But before I get to that, I have to extend a heartfelt thank you to everyone who contributes to this show. The donate button's right there on my website, and it is listener-supported. Every shekel I get is deeply appreciated. And that brings me to the underwriter and official sponsor of the Brit Summers program, Ernie! We thank you! Ernie always comes through and helps bringing this program to your home. Uh, I don't have much time left, but I I wanted to get to uh, just a couple of things that I wasn't around when it happened, but the lovely, the beautiful Joanna Cameron passed away. uh, And... If you don't know who that is, well, here, I'll refresh your memory. Oh, my queen, said the royal sorcerer to Hatshepsut, with this amulet, you and your descendants are endowed by the goddess Isis with the powers of the animals and the elements. You will soar as the falcon soars, run with the speed of gazelles, and command the elements of sky and earth. 3,000 years later, a young science teacher dug up this lost treasure and found she was heir to the secrets of Isis. And so, unknown to even her closest friends, Rick Mason and Cindy Lee, she became a dual person, Andrea Thomas, teacher. Almighty Isis. And Isis, dedicated foe of evil, defender of the weak, champion of truth and justice. Oh my God! Yeah, Joanna Cameron, who quit show business pretty much, got out of it. Uh, you know why? Because she was smart. She had her. She had her little success, and she moved on. And and then I, I wish a lot more would do. You know who did that? Dennis Franz of NYPD Blue. He took his money, invested it in real estate, and he's very happy and he's retired. He doesn't have to bother with it anymore. He achieved what he wanted to do, and that's that. And uh, I like that. That's the way things should be. Well, let's say, when you think about this show you're listening to, if this thing ever took off nationally and uh, became very successful and all that, would I, would I take the money and retire and go home? Uh, no! No, I would not. Because I happen to know from family experience, uh, people close to me, family members, loved ones, uh, if you get to a certain age and you retire and you stop doing things, you die. So that's not how I want to go out. I don't want to go out with the jewel going down my chin uh, watching uh, TV all day, no. I'll leave that for the... uh, Retired Nazis at the villages to do. Oh, and one quick thing about that. We're going to have two candidates in the primary. Uh, oh, that's right, uh, FDP chair Manny Diaz, the other Manny Diaz. That's right, let me remind you, there is a primary coming up, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't want you to get up or nothing. The guy's doing nothing. And as far as uh, media infrastructure in this state... <laughs> Forget it. Not going to happen. So we're screwed. We're done. 
Put a fork in it for Florida for 22. And as Manny Diaz would say, I got nothing to do about 22. Uh, Our two Democratic candidates for the goober notorial race will be Nikki Freed and Charlie Jesus Christ, uh, who was governor. Yeah, he was adequate when he was governor. Uh, But now he'd be spectacular compared to what we have now. Uh, Nikki Freed, I understand because I'm in the women's clubs. Uh, they're going to want to back Nikki Freed. The problem is, I don't believe any of the Jew-hating Nazis in the villages are going to vote for Nikki Freed. And that is a voter's block of 150,000 votes that we're going to need. And I think we'll probably garner maybe a quarter of it with Charlie Crist because he's an older, white-haired, white man. They can, they, it's just a visual that they can relate to. A Jewish woman, eh, they're not going to vote for that. So how would our chances be better? I would say voting for Christ, because those are the two we're going to get. And even at that, after seeing these other two races, it's going to be a tough race. As bad as DeSantis is, he has a real good shot of getting it again. And why? Am I going to cycle right back to, to what I was saying at the top of the show? Yeah, that's why. You want the reason why we're going to lose in 22? Listen to the top of the show. Media infrastructure. It's like uh, uh, Democrats have an allergy to those two words. <sighs> After you take a shower, you put on the talcum powder. She wears your speedos with the flowers. You wear her pink pantyhose. You put your jock on her ear instead. She puts a negligee on your head. You wear her bar with some diapers. Give to her your BBDs. Let's all sneak a peek of the games people play. Yeah, that's it for the Brit Summer Show this week. Boy, I talked a lot now, didn't I? And I'm going to be talking a lot more next week because I still got lots to say. And I'll continue saying these things all the way up until next November until somebody listens to me because I'm wrong about a lot of things. I admit it. I'm not the smartest person in the world. But when it comes to this, I know what I'm talking about. And that's when I get emotional is when I'm taking a task about media communications and, and, and strategizing media communications. We just don't do it. It's just not there. And it's not just in Florida. It's the entire Democratic Party. They just don't see a need. And we have very wealthy donors to this party that don't see a need for it either. And the most shocking one of all to me is Rob Reiner. You know, give him any campaign he'll contribute millions of dollars to. But when it comes to this, he'll run away. You know why? <clears throat> because not just celebrities. But the other wealthy donors, the Warren Buffetts and the Michael Bloombergs, their main concern is this. Here's the key problem. They don't see how they can get a return. Now, Bloomberg has his little network. He has his uh, newspaper. He has his website and all that. He gets a return. But here's the difference between Democrats and Retrumplicans. Retrumplicans don't care if they get a return. They get election results. And on that note, this is Britt Summers saying, <laughs> I'll see you next week. Until then, this is Britt Summers saying, 
Is anybody listening to me? No. If you drive a ride, kiss your ass goodbye. Deep in the bowels of Miami. With their guns held tight when they prowl at night. Deep in the bowels of Miami. If the NRA could have its way. Deep in the bowels of Miami. Every citizen would be found just squeezing off some rounds. Deep in the bowels of Miami. 